I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, this is the COB. Great to be here with you on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm Juliette Sali. And Nadine, a bit of a pullback today on the market after that very impressive rally that we saw yeah. yesterday. And two consecutive sessions of gains came to an abrupt end today. It was a pretty pretty brutal picture actually throughout the afternoon. Uh, let's bring the chart up and you can see the selling really did accelerate sort of post 11.30. What happened at 11.30? The jobs data came <laughs> through and unemployment spiked to 3.7%. Uh, so we did see a bit of weakness coming through in the overall market. And you know, most sectors are in the red. The ASX 200 off eight tenths of 1%, 7,052 points as we head to the match out. Yeah, interesting to note, we've got breaking news coming across the screen from Reuters. You know that tomorrow was the deadline for that U.S. spending bill. The majority mm. of the U.S. Senate has voted to approve a short-term funding bill, which will keep government open. Um, but uh, yeah, voting does continue. So that's another sort of uh, factor that we're watching throughout the day today. They always seem to get it at the 11th hour, don't they? But uh, let's talk about what we are seeing in terms of overall themes for our market, because we talked about, of course, the jobs data. Yeah. And what does that mean for the RBA? Because you had more people looking for work, but at the same time, we had that high wage price data this week as well. So all of these inflationary pressures, the RBA's December meeting, of course, could be live. Yeah, you wrote a good view. It's in the newsletter. If you don't subscribe to the COB newsletter, you should because you hear from us every once in a while. But you've sort of put that together with an interview that you did with the elder CEO mm. yesterday because, you know, we talked so much over the past couple of years about how tight the labor market was, yeah. how challenging it was for corporates out there. It's not that much easier, is no, it? No, it's not. He was saying they've got 200 job openings. I mean, of course, of, often it is harder in those rural and regional areas for top talent in particular. But I mean, he was saying they were seeing that in their metropolitan space yeah. too. Well, um, look, we're going to be speaking with David Scott from City Index. So he's going to get us across what's happening in iron ore. But China has moved in to control the price. And that's seen future price down in trade. And yeah, we'll get across the market now and just some of those sectors that have really weighed and you can't look past energy. Energy was a, a real laggard today in terms of sectors. Yeah, indeed. And of course, we saw weakness coming through from all the majors. Woodside off by over 1%, Santos down by about 2%. Let's have a look at uh, some of the other sectors. I think materials also under pressure there. Uh, Fortescue Metals Group, I think is quite interesting, but that is of course reflected in that iron ore price. And then uh, healthcare as well, a little bit uh, weaker today. Yeah, okay, so there we go. We've got a bit of news coming around Sonic Healthcare. We'll get to that in just a moment. Um, it wasn't all bad news though. Let's take a look at some of the sectors that did outperform being those that are well considered defensive in many ways, utilities and consumer staples. I Ooh. was uh, took a little walk around here in Brangaroo today, went to the Woolworth store. Where's Woolworth? Australia Square. Oh. Or 
or is it the Met Center? Anyways, okay. Because <laughs> oh, I had a poll about what do you want to see in Barangaroo, and I said a Woolworths or a Coles. I didn't well, know there was one. You can walk. You just have to go through Winyard. Oh. Anyways, we digress. But yeah, like the lineup was crazy, mm. um, and it was you know not really lunchtime. Anyhow, we digress. Let's get to some of the top corporate stories of the day. And uh, AMP really getting hit hard. Talking about pressure coming through on its net interest margins. Yes, indeed. So its share price down at 14.6%. Uh, Grain Corp, though, did very well. It said it will pay a special dividend and also declared a final dividend of 14 cents. Both of those fully franked after ending the year with a cash balance of $373 million. Sonic, um, yeah, coming under pressure. It's going to be acquiring a U.S. med tech company called Pathology Watch. Um, so purchase price of $130 million U.S. A2 Milk did really well today. It reaffirmed its outlook going forward. Oh, we've got Grain Corp twice probably because it was the stock of the day so it's on our minds <laughs> let's take a listen to what our expert guests had to say so looking at the long-term picture of the stock we'd be neutral I'd see no reason to buy that stock or sell it there's better better alternatives out there I'm sorry to be so short but that's that's how I see it the ag stocks have not been a very good hunting ground for us a couple of times we put our hand up this year and thought we'd picked a bottom and it wasn't so we've had a great rally from elders recently, for example. Um, time will tell whether that can follow through. We're, we're a bit cautious towards the sector, primarily because it hasn't been a good hunting ground. Again, I use that phrase, we've had better luck elsewhere. We're focusing on what's working for us. Yep. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, so it looks like with today's announcement, um, it was above, above guidance. So we've got a bit of a jump in, in the share price, of course, because of that. So the winter crop looked to be a bit better than what the market was expecting. Um, so look, that's all great, but that's already happened. So I think the focus will now turn to some of those points you mentioned, which is we're heading into a dry season. So even in the announcement today, they noted that, yeah, it looks like in the northern part of the east coast, it's we're heading into a, yeah, a dry, the normal um, sort of period, but that's getting offset by you know, a decent situation in uh, sort of the southeastern states. But, you know, net... Let me give you the quick summary on that. It was a sell from both of the guests. Okay, <laughs> too cyclical um, opportunity cost for being in a company like that. Yes, indeed. All right, let's get to our guest, David Scott from City Index joins us. Uh, good to see you, Scotty. Put a shirt on and everything <laughs> for us and a jacket. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on these big moves in iron ore we're seeing. Dean, Juliet, uh, good to go be with you to begin with. Uh, iron ore, it's been an, an amazing run. One of the things that's really caught a lot of people by surprise recently is that the uh, the Chinese steel production was supposed to be capped at 2022 levels for 2023. Right at the moment, the run rate is uh, is above that level. Uh, really helping to go and keep iron ore prices high. We saw that uh, authorities had moved in to do some spot checks uh, late yesterday, which resulted in a bit of a pullback in the Dalian iron ore price in particular. But uh, anyone who's been following the iron ore market for a while knows already that uh, these kind of checks don't typically go and have a long lasting effect. Uh, certainly the price is very, very bullish at this point in time. All right. So we won't count on seeing, you know, consistent pullbacks in the price of iron ore. Um, Scotty, this is going way back. But when you were at Business Insider years and years and years ago, I used to love reading, you know, your 10 things to watch for the upcoming jobs report. So I've got to get your thoughts in the wake of this jobs report today. How significantly, if at all, has it changed the scenario for the RBA? 
Uh, look, it hasn't changed the, the, the RBA's thinking, I wouldn't imagine. Uh, certainly very, very solid when you look at the other thing. But yes, unemployment went and rose up to after 3.7%, but that was because we saw a three-tenths of a percent increase in the participation rate, more people actually looking for work. Uh, yes, there's question marks about how much the referendum uh, you know, workers uh, re uh, boosted that number. But realistically, you know, we're still uh, motoring along at pretty good, uh, decent rates and absorbing this massive increase in population we're seeing at the moment, at least for the time being. Uh, when it comes to the RBA, I'm not surprised at the moment. Uh, there's nothing priced for December. It's far too early to start talking about another back-to-back -back hike. But uh, certainly by the time it rolls around to uh, February next year, we'll have a few more pieces of information, including that key quarterly inflation report in late January. So I'm not surprised the markets are still flirting with the idea uh, around about 50% odds that we might go and see another 25 basis point increase to 4.6%. All right, so a potential hold in December, but February, of course, one to watch. Um, just looking at some of those inflationary pressures as well, crude has been a big one. You wrote a really interesting piece about the crude oil price looking heavy despite this rollicking risk rally in Asia. Yeah, that, uh, that was yesterday, of course. We saw stock markets that went really, really aggressively higher and uh, Aussie dollar popped as well. It looked really, really good, but then some of those cyclical assets really started to, uh, didn't have an ability to go and kick on. The Aussie dollar was the first one that I picked up on that uh, it couldn't go and break to, uh, to fresh highs. And then the crude price, uh, we've got a war in the Middle East. We've got uh, very, very low uh, inventories in the United States, uh, when it comes to the strategic uh, reserves at least. And uh, you, you put that into consideration, it certainly looks at this point in time that uh, if crude can't rally in these kind of conditions, uh, when will it? Uh, it's, it's a question a lot of people are asking. We had so many people out there only a couple of months ago talking about 100 bucks plus uh, forecast. So clearly that's uh, not on the money at this point in time. And the path of least resistance, at least in the near term, looks lower. Hey, Scotty, uh, we've got a few things going on stateside. Now, I know that in many ways it's a total yawn fest when we have these spending bills coming up and threats of a government shutdown, but it looks as if progress is being made on that front. We also have the Chinese president in you know, the U.S. right now, and we've got word that uh, Biden has called Xi Jinping a dictator you know, after what was such a stage-managed, closely planned mm. uh, summit. So is this a big problem, you think? Uh, look, it probably is a problem uh, at the other uh, surface level, but uh, realistically, underneath, uh, look, there's probably not too, you know, too much disaccurate information there about uh, the terminology. But no, in that kind of uh, no, uh, environment, uh, probably not the right choice of words. But it's not the first time that he said it. He has gone and mentioned it before. Uh, look, everything else seems to be working in the right order. Uh, certainly, a thawing of tensions I know, on the surface is a good thing for, uh, for the global economy and a good thing for China and a good thing for the United States, uh, which means uh, for us uh, here in Australia, a, a big cyclical economy, uh, that's good news as well. But uh, it would have been helpful not to go and use that terminology, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it's probably not nice to name call at the best of times. Um, what about today's price action? I mean, it seemed very much to be a pullback after that really good rally yesterday. Yeah, look, I think the uh, the... The real uh, uh, problem that the markets are grappling with right now is not so much uh, the inflation outlook and, and concerns about whether we might go and see a re-acceleration inflation. Uh, we're now seeing the attention start to go and switch to things like the growth outlook at this point in time. Uh, the labour market's getting a lot of attention, as you'd probably expect. Uh, and it really comes down to now, will we go and see that fabled soft landing? Or will all this tightening we've seen coming through over the past 12 months, 18 months, really start to go and grip and then lead to a hard landing? And that's where I think the markets are not really sure why you're not seeing cyclical assets like crude oil, like Aussie dollar, uh, really starting to kick on uh, copper as well, you could probably throw into the mix. So there's still a bit of unease there. No one really knows exactly how this is going to go and play out. And when you see data out of China today, that's uh, that new home price data, 
the steepest falls we're seeing at the moment in eight years, down 0.3% month on month. That's despite all those stimulus measures coming through. Uh, there's lots of question marks out there as to what the economy is going to look like globally uh, next year. Yeah, big questions. Hey, Scotty, really good to have you join us today. Always appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Not a problem. And by the way, Nadine, it's uh, in the Met Centre. That, uh, that it is Met about. Centre. Thank oh, you. Thank you. His old stomping ground. See you, <laughs> Scotty. Come visit. All right, David's got there from City Index. All right, let's have a look at the after-close leaders. Cromwell Property up almost 7%. Clenuville, is that how you say it? Clenuville. Clenuville up 5%. Lendlease up by more than 3.5%, as is Iris. And IPH up mm. 3%. Can't really see a theme coming through there. No. I suppose a little bit with the property, but anyway. and 2 I don't know. <laughs> Let's go through the laggards. There's AMP. We said why pressure coming through on the net interest margin. I mean, in a rising interest rate environment, it's just been so tough for AMP shareholders. Illumina down by 5%, Resolute Mining and IGO. So there is a bit of a mining, mining services theme there. And uh, the small caps leaders and laggards as well. Raiden Resources up by 19%. Aurelia Metals, Servcorp, 40 Medical and Opthia also the front runners. No, but there are always laggards. And Big Tin Can came out yesterday with an update. Market not liking it whatsoever. Down by 20%. National Tire and Wheel off by 15%. And you can see Playside Studios there down by 10%. Um, What's on tonight? Let's take a look, shall we? <laughs> there we go. U.S. industrial production, the Philadelphia Fed activity index. Obviously, jobless claims is going to be very, very key ahead of the non-farm payrolls. And then you've got uh, the FOMC members, Williams and Barr speaking. And uh, more earnings, but we're coming to the pointy end of earnings, aren't we? But Walmart and Macy's, Walmart will be interesting because that's one of the first companies that said the Azempic effect. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. they're seeing people buy fewer items. I always, um, I think the retailers are just so important to keep an eye on when it comes to sentiment. We'll hear some outlooks for Christmas, hopefully. Um, so yeah, that'll be a good one. And tomorrow, there's not much on here, I've got to say. We've got our big events out of the way, but we do have a bit of an inflation read coming in New Zealand, along with... Uh, consumer price inflation in the eurozone and we get a couple of data points coming out of the u.s as well but again we'll continue to hear more about that shut shutdown deadline i dare say through the overnight period and then into the session tomorrow i'm um, here locally it's just agms that i could see yeah absolutely very big day today in agms as well okay let's have a final look at the markets uh we are down eight tenths of one percent there on the cbo 200 and the asx 200 closing lower by 55 points or eight tenths of one percent seven thousand and 51, so that rise above 7,100 was very short-lived. Yeah, it sure was. All right, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Uh, whatever it does, we'll be here covering it for you live throughout the day. And if you have any time tonight, you might want to catch up on some of the interviews you might have missed out on. Yes, indeed. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.